Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Time Between Times Storytelling with me, Owen Staten. Please excuse my gruff-sounding voice this week. I've been sick with the flu for the last few days and only now getting over it. I'll soon get there, but please excuse me for now. I want to thank all those who turned up to meet me at the recent book launches for Dr. Delith Bader's book, The Folklore of Wales Ghosts. It was so good to meet many of you who listened to the show. And if you're new to the show because of those readings, welcome, Croeso. Well, my friends, it's getting dark, isn't it? The cold is really starting to bite. The shortening of the year is upon us. But that means a new year will soon be coming. The light will soon start to journey away again, bringing us out of the darkness and into light. But while we are here, let us relax and enjoy this time where shadows lengthen and spirits walk the land. For this truly is the time between times. Sit back, relax, close your eyes if it's safe to do so and come with me as we journey somewhere far away to hear a tale from long ago. Come to the time between times. Take a breath, my friend. Open your imagination. You are sat by the fireplace in your house. You have just finished your food and stand up and look outside the window. It is so dark out there now even though the hour is not late. In your neighbour's windows you can see the bright Christmas lights starting to shine, and that brings joy to your heart. You walk out, and there on the hook by the front door is your old, warm coat. You put it on, do up the zip, and feel its warmth cover your body. You put on an old woollen hat, and gloves on your hands, and step outside the front door, feeling the bite of the cold on your face. You lock the door behind you, walk down to the path. The cars are driving past, people in a rush, going from here to there. But you know where you are going, somewhere truly special. You walk up the road towards the forest, as you approach, it seems to get bigger as the trees get closer, until they block out your view. It takes a while to find that gap in the trees where the path leads, and only someone well-versed in these paths would be able to find it. But there it is, stretching into the woods. You take a breath and look behind you, leaving behind the modern world and step within the forest. You are surrounded by sounds, surrounded by shadows, surrounded by crisp, crunching leaves on the path. But you are not afraid. You walk into the heart of the forest, taking the turns back and forth, over the hills, over the old stream that runs crystal clear, until you come to the fire pit at the heart of the forest. There your friends have gathered. They greet you with friendly smiles and looks. You look up 
both the sun and the moon share the same sky, because now is the time between times, the time it's neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey, the time when the veil between our world and the fairy world grows wafer, wafer thin, so thin for a few moments, and just a few moments, you can reach into their realm, and for a few moments they can reach into ours. Now is the time that people see lights in the sky. Now is the time that people see the Talwith Tig. Now is the time that people see ghosts. Now is the time of story. Far away you can hear the howl of wolves. You can hear the growl of bears. But you know you are safe right here, right now, amongst friends. The storyteller stands up and raises a glass of whiskey to propose a toast to the tale. You join him, and then you start to listen as he tells you a tale from long ago. In the north of this great country is the land of Scotland, a windswept and wild place full of tales of treachery, of ghosts, of monsters. And today... I am going to tell you the story of one of the worst of them all. You see, in the 14th century, Scotland was a wild place. Warring clans, battles fought all over the place. And there, in the middle of all this, was the Wolf of Badenoch. Alexander Stuart the youngest son of the king, Robert II of Scotland. Alexander had always been a rough and ready sort, as quick with his fists as his sword as he was with any words. But when his brother took guardianship of the kingdom of Scotland, when his father became ill, he felt he was hard done by. Taking roving bands of warriors, he would travel from village to village, pillaging, robbing, taking everything he could from the peasants. It is said that in this time he fathered forty illegitimate children. Whenever his name was mentioned, hearts would beat faster, fear would grip the land. It is said that a great storm cloud followed him wherever he went. No one would trust him. No one would believe him, and nobody wanted to be in his company. At one point he wanted a divorce from his wife, but the local bishop refused it. But he travelled to Elgin Cathedral, where the bishop was based, and there, as the moon shone in the sky, he lit it alight, until it burned on a hilltop and could be seen for miles around. The people nearby tried to save the cathedral, rushing to the lakes and rivers to bring water, but Alexander Stewart laughed as it burned to the ground. He truly was an evil, evil man. It was not long after this deed that saw him excommunicated from the church that he sat brooding in his castle at Ruthin near Avimore. There the night grew dark and the fire started to burn, and in the great hall of the castle, surrounded by tapestries and hunting trophies, 
he sat in his cups, thinking of what next evil deed he would do. He still had loyal warriors, but their loyalty now cost him much in gold. He still had friends, but he was always paranoid, always thinking that they would turn on him in treachery. And when the faraway church bells rang, there came the knock on the door of the castle. One of his servants came into the hall and said that there was a man here to see him. Stuart called for the man to enter. And when he did, a cold wind burst into the hall, causing all the tapestries to shudder and shake. A hooded man entered the hall and bowed deep to the wolf of Badenoch and said to him, that he had heard of his deeds even far away in the kingdom that he came from. He had heard of all the things he had done and wished to meet and drink and play chess with the famous Alexander Stewart. The wolf got up and looked at the stranger. Even though he was small in stature and seemed to speak with a voice as old as the mountains, he felt a little unease, but agreed to play the stranger. He called for his servants to bring his chess set, and he placed it on the great table in the middle of the hall. And there, under the glass eyes of the stag's heads, they sat as the night grew even darker outside. Alexander Stewart prided himself on his skill at chess. It was one of the few intellectual pursuits that he really enjoyed. He took the first move, and the stranger counted. The second move, and the stranger counted. He could not see the stranger's face under the hood, even though he tried and the stranger's hands seemed old and withered and clawed. The game went on for hours. The night grew darker still, until eventually Alexander Stewart felt the pressure that the stranger was enacting on him in the game and felt for the first time in many years that he would lose this game. Finally, the stranger called out, Check! As he moved his piece into position, blocking Alexander's king. As he said the word, thunder roared through the sky outside. Alexander managed to escape the check, just. But moments later, it came again. Check! Alexander managed to move slightly, to move a piece in front, to block the check. But then lightning roared outside. On the third check, both thunder and lightning rent the air, lighting it up like it was day. Now Alexander knew he was truly doomed. He would lose this game to a stranger that he had let into the door of his castle on the darkest night he could remember. And finally, the stranger moved his queen into position and called out the words, Check! 
mate. At this moment, the stranger stood up. At this moment, the thunder roared in the sky like the gods were banging drums. And he pulled down his hood to reveal the face of the devil himself. It is said that at this very moment, at the time when the game was won, Alexander looked in horror at the devil and fell face first into the chessboard, scattering the pieces all over the hall, dead. The next morning, as the sun rose, at the time between times, the time it's neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey, a visitor to the castle found all of the Lord's servants dead, sitting up against the wall of the castle, all in a great circle, all of them with a look of terror on their face. The visitor came to the great hall, and there he found the wolf of Badenoch, face down in his chessboard, as cold as stone. The strangest thing of all is that from his hobnailed boots all the nails had been taken, but left the boots intact. The wolf of Badenoch was buried nearby, but stories of his deeds have seeped through the centuries, and even now he is known as a great bogeyman in Scotland a truly dark character who apparently still rides the the dark nights on his dark steed with fire coming from his eyes. Why the devil chose to visit him on this night, nobody knows. Was he just a kindred spirit, someone that old Nick himself felt that he could be friends with? Or was it that his deeds were so dark that even in the pits of hell the devil heard talk of them? Whatever, we will never know the truth. But what we do know is that it makes a great tale to be told at the time between times, the time it's neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey. And that is why we have gathered at the fire pit at the heart of the forest to hear the tale of the wolf of Badenoch. What a tale that is, my friends. I love these old folk tales from far away. Tales of the devil of evil deeds and of comeuppances. And this is truly one of those. I thank you so much for choosing to join me and listen at another tale traditionally told here. If you wish to support me further, please join me at ko-fi.com forward slash Owen Staten, where I provide lots of bonus content in exchange for a coffee bought for me by yourself, or become one of my growing band of patrons at patreon.com forward slash Owen Staten 7. Please be on the lookout. For over Christmas, I will tell some ghost stories, probably on Twitter spaces. And that would be good to follow me on Twitter, or X, at Owen S. Griffiths. And most Sunday nights, we gather at the fire pit to hear a tale traditionally told live, just for you. But in the meantime, just thank you for being here. 
Podcasting can sometimes be a lonely place, just me speaking into a mic all alone as I look outside into the dark of the night. But to hear all the lovely feedback and the enjoyment that you get from these stories makes it all worthwhile. So thank you so much for all your support. It truly does fill my heart with joy. So until next time, take care my friends, until we next meet at the fire pit of the heart of the forest, at the time between times. No stop.